Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, man. I feel uh, feel good, rested up, ready to go for another week. How about you? I'm doing well, man. You know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about? It is tuck your pants into your socks season. Is it? And is it? I'm super excited about it. I, I shoo. Hey. I don't know how uh, appropriate of a physio outfit this is, you know. I don't know if it's professional enough, but. Yeah, I'd recommend suit and tie personally, but that's just me. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I'll tuck my suit pants into my sh- my socks. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go if I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But it's up to you, I guess. <laughs> Guys, we're excited <laughs> to be back with another episode. Um, we are continuing on today with our clinical question series um a slow drip of some of our favorite questions i think this is question number three um i like this one this is today's is a musk musk i've been reading elon musk's book that's why that came out there you go what's that called like where it's like on unconscious i don't know keep going (laughs) this is a must ask question um for sure but before we get into it if you aren't subscribed to the podcast make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms um if you aren't following us on instagram head over there follow us at pt coffee cast we launched a website for all things podcast and mentorship if you're interested in any of those things head over there it's the movementmentorship.com you can get all of our resources there podcast episodes more about the mentorship you can schedule a call with me to dive into the mentorship and see about getting into our next cohort we're really excited about it so make sure you check it out and then lastly if you want to see these beautiful socks tucked into or these beautiful pants tucked into my socks you can head over to the youtube channel subscribe there so you can see that um but let's uh let's dive into to this question so um you know we were talking before the podcast this is definitely one of those questions where i think you need to be asking it every single time um on the initial assessment with uh with a client and that is um, you know, what experience have you had with a physiotherapist in the past? Um, I think this does a lot of things. Um, we're going to dive into like some examples that we've had, but maybe off the top, you can kind of lay out some of the things that that question is used for. I think the main thing it does is it helps you pull out things, one, for really good conversations, but Two, to make sure that you're on the same page with the client and that you uh, are aligned in terms of what to expect, you know, from the session and like going forward working together. So I think broadly that's what I would say. I think the answers can go in so many different directions, but often they're like very important things that if you don't capture can really end up destroying the trust and and leading to a situation where you don't continue with each other totally and i think you've 
used this in the mentorship before um and it's one of my favorite things is like surprise kills trust um and i think that's what this question does is it tries to eliminate those surprises so it gives you an idea of what that client's experience has been where they're at and that could be nothing they maybe they've never experienced physio before and have no idea and that's great because like it's a blank slate and you now have an opportunity to provide an amazing experience for this client and show them what you know rehab is all about or they've had an experience in the past that's really going to dictate where you go with some of those things immediately um, in your initial assessment and moving forward through the plan that really will help set them up for success and if you don't get those things out early it can really blow up the trust or just lead things down a path that aren't going to be successful. Yeah. And like, even in that first situation where you have someone who's never had physio before, it's like, well, I'm probably going to explain things even more with them in terms of what I'm doing, because if they've never been, they might not know, for example, that they might experience pain during the assessment. Right. Right. So like something as simple as that is like, I need to know, I need to like be more communicative. Like I'm going to do that every time, but with that person, maybe even more so like, Hey, like, just so you know, some of this stuff might cause discomfort. So I'm going to go slow. We really need to make sure we're communicating. Like just that's kind of what that question can open up for you is like, what do you need to dive more on into? Yeah. I was doing so good there. You were, you were crushing it. <laughs> but does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that opens up more questions. It's like a lot of times if someone has a blank slate, I'll ask them, well, what do you think physiotherapy is? And again, it just, everyone has some kind of un, like idea of what it is. You know, if you type it on the old Google and it's all about how we're going to reduce your pain and we're going to hook you up to all these modalities and we're going to poke and prod you a little bit, you know, which obviously we're trying to change that narrative, but um, getting some idea of what they think of physio even if they haven't experienced it before is, is important to like setting them up and yourself up for success. That's a good point because just because they haven't experienced physio before doesn't mean they don't have expectations about what it's going to be. Yeah. They know somebody who's had it. They've Googled it. They've seen it in a the movie. They've seen it on TV with sports, you know, like who knows? Ryan Gosling, the physio <laughs> Yeah, coming up soon. Um, but maybe let's take it, uh, to an example, like I know you mentioned a couple things that have happened recently um, with you asking this question, and we can kind of dive into that. It might help. Well, I at least remember one, so I'll Start go into with that one. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a client when I asked this question, uh, the client was talking about how with they had gone to physio a while ago, didn't have a great experience because they just had them do clamshells. And it wasn't very intense and like they, they saw themselves as wanting to get back to like high level activities, you know? And so, uh, I, I now can see, right? Like if I don't show this person how I can make this progressive and how to bridge the gap between where she was now and where she wants to be with her, uh, activity, then I'm going to. I'm going to miss out, you know, and sometimes I don't go very intense on day one, but there's reasons for that. Right. And it definitely doesn't mean it's not going to get intense. So let's say I didn't uh, frame that very well, then I could lose that person just, just because I didn't understand their, their concern from their previous experience. Yeah, for sure. And like, 
Yeah, I think that gives you a ton. Like when someone is saying like I wasn't pushed enough or I wasn't challenged enough. I think going forward with that is is super important to know because now, like you said, one, maybe it's not appropriate to challenge them on that initial assessment and being able to explain that to them. And a lot of times in that situation, what I'll do is I'll be like, hey, we're going to try this. And then I'll explain to them progressions of how it's going to challenge them more um, down the road when they get there. But for now, we need to make sure you know, that we start here and we build off of it, right? And then even knowing that when we're talking about delivering an effective plan, which, you know, we're using our three-step process, um, you can talk about how it's going to progressively get more challenging and where we're going to push you. And I, I talk about this often in most of my assessments, but I wouldn't, I would even emphasize it more with this client is the bridge, the gap phase between rehab and performance is often a phase that gets missed in rehab, both by the clinicians and the and the um, clients. And like what we really wanna make sure we do today, or make sure we do with you on this plan is take you through this full spectrum. So in this phase, we're gonna make sure that we expose you to everything that you need to be exposed to, to be able to get back to X. And we're gonna make sure you feel confident and your tissues are tolerating that before we say, hey, we're done. Because this phase is often where people miss they don't go through the full spectrum they go back they get re-injured and then they're back to the start and we want to avoid that you can really spend a lot of extra time like highlighting that so that they see hey like this person is going to challenge me and they're going to fill that gap that i missed in my previous experience i feel like you could also ask about their previous experience and highlight how the way we're going to approach it is different like for example I'm sure if I asked about this more, it would have led to, yeah, I I saw the physio for five minutes, then they left me, right? And so I can explain, hey, we're never going to do that. We're going to be working together, right, through this. And I think just highlighting how it's going to be different uh, with us working together can can, uh, highlight some of those points too. Um, But also, I'm probably not going to do clamshells. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, even if that's a reasonable starting point, like, I'm not going to do it because of that experience. I'm going to just pick another movement, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, that maybe has a perception of being a bit more advanced. Yeah, and kind of going off off on on a little side journey here with this thought, but um, (laughs) I think this question does so much for what we talk about, which is as physios, as coaches, as people who are trying to get people to commit to a process, you need to identify problems or barriers or challenges that that client has had in the past. And then you need to position yourself as someone who has a solution to help them solve those problems. And this is a good example of how asking that question early on is now going to change the whole trajectory of your initial assessment. You know, I know, you know, having worked with you and and how I would do this myself is like, you're now going to think about, okay, how can I lay out the rest of my objective assessment piece? And then the last 15 minutes where I'm going to deliver the plan to help highlight that barrier and how we're going to help solve that barrier to get her back to doing what she wants to do. And that's going to drive a lot of your special tests. That's going to drive a lot of your assessment tools. That's going to drive a lot of what you do on the whiteboard. And that's how you become more streamlined and intentional with your assessment versus like not asking that question or not taking that question's response serious enough. And then you're just going crazy. You're just doing a bunch of stuff. You're, you're, you're not really having any direction. And 
we talk to a lot of physio students who talk about the hardest thing for them is they don't really have a framework or an approach and they feel like they don't know where to go with tests and they're doing all these things and they don't know what information they're getting. It's like, that's why you need to ask the right questions. You need to have some frameworks for how you implement a initial assessment, how you deliver, deliver a plan. And those are things that you can start implementing right now that require no other new assessment tools or anything like that. Um, and this one question can really drive a lot of that. And if it's like, you know, this is what we're calling the subjective interview, right? But it's really just like, like that type of information can be so much more important than even asking the specifics about uh, the person's knee. Because like a lot of times it's like in this situation, knees been hurting for years. It's like, I'm not going to gain that much information from asking her a million questions about her knee. Yeah. Like I'm still going to ask some, but it's not nearly as important as understanding all those things. Right, because that's actually going to steer what I need to be highlighting through the assessment and uh, showing them. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's just being, that's like knowing the client in front of you and, and realizing how you need to approach it. And that's why we talk about teaching principles a lot and have frameworks because like there's so much individual difference between every client that comes through the door that there's not just one way of doing it. But if you have the principles and the approach, that can allow you to adapt to the client because there might be a situation where, you know, you're not, in this case, you're not spending a lot of time talking about the knee specifically. You're getting what you need and then you're moving on. But there might be someone who comes in who is so hyper-focused on their knee and their pain and their everything that's going on with that. Even if the barrier is, I didn't get challenged enough in my last physio assessment, you're not going to just skip over the fact that all they've been talking about is their knee pain and how they feel that something's going on in there. If that's the case, you're going to adapt to that and you're going to identify and you're going to spend a little bit more time there and then circle back to the barrier that they highlighted. Um, just wanted to like yeah. put that in there. But again, I think the main point is like asking this question can unlock a lot that will guide you in your initial assessment. And like a situation like you just outlined, your subjective portion might be 30 or 40 minutes, mm -hmm. right? Because it needs to be. And then you're using that in a targeted way to guide what you're going to assess. And it might be one really important thing to get them started. But the key is making sure you're on the same page and you have a good scope of the problem. So like that's where like that question is a, is a musk must ask a musk or a, a must did i literally just say what you said <laughs> i don't know i'm asking are you that was like inception <laughs> is it a musk ask question or a must ask question? it's a musk ask <laughs> <laughs> no i think that uh i think that's great is there, um is there anything else that you want to add to that um i don't think so like i have more examples and stuff like that but i feel like i don't know what do you think I mean, the I, I think the other side of it would be we could maybe go a little bit deeper into like if someone didn't have an experience with physio before, like how you would maybe approach that. Um, because I think sometimes that can be kind of a little bit overwhelming too. Um, and I think what I, I've developed over the, the years and, you know, we, we kind of set our, our clinicians up here for success with talking about this is how do you really respond to that question? Um because that's a good opportunity for you to lay a lot of like expectations out for, for your client. 
Yeah. So this is a situation where you ask them what their experience has been like with physio and they say, this is my first yeah, first time. This is my first time at physio. And let's say you ask them a little bit about like, hey, what do you know about physio? And they're like, well, I don't really know much. I know that like you do some movement and you're going to help me get rid of my pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so then what I would do is I would lay out what the session's going to entail, which I think people don't do enough. Yeah. Because like even just what is an objective assessment, you know, and what are you going to do and why are you doing it? How does it help you help them? Mm-hmm. I think can be something huge. And so I do that every time, regardless of whether they've been with a physio or not. I kind of lay out, usually I ask them that question. And then afterwards, uh, if there's nothing really else to like talk about, then I'll go into, uh, and I'll just say, hey, do you mind if I tell you a little bit about what's going to happen today? And they're usually they're usually saying yes. <laughs> and uh, And then I just kind of explain it. And yeah. I go through the process. Yeah, and I think that's a good opportunity to, like, you know, lay out expectations. Like, a lot of times I'll do the same thing and I'll just tell them, you know, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about your story. We're going to have you share, like, you know, what you feel like is relevant information to me. And that can be whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. I'm going to ask you some questions along the way. You can ask me whatever questions you want um, that pertains to, like, what's what you have going on um and then after we dive into that and we make sure that you've covered everything we'll move into the objective portion which you know requires more of some movement and some strength testing to identify areas that you know we can work on and optimize and maybe identify some areas that you're really already doing well and then we'll take that information we'll put it together into a plan and we'll sit down and talk about how we're going to work together towards you know moving you towards getting to your goal of getting back to running how do you, how does that sound or what do you think about that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> all right take it away it's usually what i say <laughs> um but yeah i think that's like covers a lot of the basis of what's going to go on and i think if you ask people like what questions you have with that or what do you think like the, if they have something else that they want to maybe that you miss that they want to know about they'll 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 add it in like i've had people ask me about like, hey, like what about like uh, doing some treatment or some manual therapy or whatever? And it just gives you an opportunity to like have that conversation then and set expectations and then move into it versus like you get to it or you don't get to it. And they're like, well, why didn't we do that? You know? Yeah. And I think like that whole spiel is like something that you can get better and get better at uh, as you practice it, you know? Because I think there's a lot of like, for example, like I've gotten more comfortable with getting more detailed with like with that because I think people, for example, like sometimes don't know when when we're doing a subjective, like I really want to understand them and like what they want from the experience and what their mm-hmm. goals are because that's going to help me with knowing how I can help them and set them up for success. Mm. So like, cause you know, I've had situations where, for example, like I start asking personal questions or like why's and they're kind of like, why does it matter? My knee is this, this, and this. Mm. And so just like getting better at like understanding how you can really set expectations. Well, like can, there's so many ways that you can level that up. Yeah. That's a good point. And I mean, like, 
that's something that I could maybe do a little bit of a better job. Even just you mentioning that is like highlighting that part of the subjective, which is obviously the main, really a main goal of what we want to accomplish. Preframing that is a great idea. And I don't, I don't do that probably as often as I could. So it's a good example of how you can like constantly refine it. And, you know, this is just years of practice of like saying it. And, you know, I, still struggle getting it out sometimes and like when I first started I sucked ass at getting it out it's just part of like the process of you're gonna stumble through it and then you're gonna figure out your flow and then then you can refine your flow like once you have that flow consistently put out there I think one thing that both of both of us have realized though is just like how important that is you know yeah like as we've gone year to year we're realizing more and more how that type of thing is what really makes or break the relationship that you have, the mm-hmm. therapeutic relationship you have with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I think that's good. Cool. Okay. Good. So this is the third question of our clinical question series. It's a must ask question and it is what has your experience been like, been like with physio in the past? If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, make sure you head over there, follow us at PT Coffee Cast. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that on your podcast platforms. If you want to see our beautiful faces on the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then lastly, we have our new website up. Super stoked about it. All things mentorship, all things podcast. If you want to learn more about the mentorship, you can head over there, themovementmentorship.com. If you're interested in joining a cohort, you can schedule a call with me. We'll dive into what that's going to look like, how you can be part of it, and then get you onboarded into the next cohort. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for today, guys. As always, stay caffeinated. Peace.